0: Urban Achiever is presented without commercial interruption thanks to listeners just like you who have pledged a flexible monthly donation at patreon.com urbanachiever. Please consider becoming a supporter of this podcast for as little as $1 a month. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's me, your host and friend, Billy Power. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here, for being you. You're the only you we've got. It's true. I started my new diet today. It's it's a diet that I invented called the Invisalign Diet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to fix my crooked teeth. I have a crossbite. It's a fancy way of saying that my teeth don't line up right when I close my mouth. And uh they're starting to push out and and uh grind on each other and and uh anyway, in order to eat, I have to take the thing out and floss and clean and well it's not very uh it's not very practical so I have to wear these trays, clear braces, whatever they're called for the uh next eight months and uh yeah, so wish me luck have you ever won these have you do you have any hot tips any Invisalign tips. Uh hit me up on Twitter at Urban Achiever PC or email me at Billy at Urbanachievershow.com with your Invisalign tips. Speaking of teeth, <laughs> worst segue ever. Uh, my guest today is Randy Torres. Randy was in Project 86, Crash Rickshaw. He has a newer project with uh Ryan Clark of Demon Hunter called Knives. Uh, he was AR r at Tooth & Nail. He worked at Compound Studios there in Sprinkle and Microsoft and a whole bunch of stuff. And these days, he's doing sound design and editing on movies uh, down in L.A. And his journey started all the way back in high school, as you will soon hear. So let's get to it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you part-time desert dweller and audio nerd, Randy Michael Torres. It's Randy. <laughs> da, 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 da.
1: Good morning. Good morning.
0: Uh, is this like a normal time for you in the morning? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it is. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Are you one of those weird people that just wakes up automatically like on the days you're not working at the That's me. <laughs> Walk me through like a typical day for you like what's a like a rise and shine time for old Randy?
1: Usually, I'll get up around six thirty okay and then um pre, uh, immediately get on my phone <laughs> and go on Instagram and check my email and Facebook and Instagram and uh-huh it's you know. The normal morning routine probably for... Ninety percent of America.
0: I'm surprised the phone wasn't already in your hand. I mean, that's sort of amateurish, a little bit. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> it might have yeah. been. <laughs> <laughs> I think pretty soon they're going to invent like a, a phone holder that just kind of velcros to your hand, like a little, like a glove. That, oh, yeah. Uh, and and then you, oh, you don't sure. have to worry about setting it on the nightstand or anything, It just uh, you know, it just stays in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: just an, just an implant into your brain. Yeah.
0: So six thirty. 6:30. Mm-hmm. Get on the phone. Yeah. Check the emails. Already get stressed out about some email you got from work. Are you that guy that gets the email from work?
1: <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it depends on what's going on. Yeah. But mm, that doesn't normally. I'm normally not really that stressed out about work. <laughs> yeah. You've
0: always seemed very, very chill to me.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty chill. Yeah. Usually.
0: Well, you got a lot of practice at being chill, uh, dealing with old uh, he who will not be named. I guess back in your old band days.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> it shaped it, it shaped how I am today. <laughs> you will not be made
0: <laughs> oh i'm not getting into that today we're not getting into that today oh
1: thank god
0: yeah 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 you, you already covered that <laughs> if anybody missed that there's a fantastic podcast called never was hosted by a, a good friend of randy's and mine named mark if you'd like to oh. to hear all about that uh just go ahead and do that i love mark so much and me too uh, somewhere I have a photo of you that I'm going to try to find of uh, you with Ronnie oh, Martin. No. no, it's not that bad. Uh, you with Ronnie Martin at, at Cornerstone where you fashioned your hair into a devil lock. So I'm going to try to dig that up. Uh, uh,
1: I think I yeah. remember and that. And then I would I, call you
0: Ranzig after that. If I oh
1: my gosh. Yeah. Wow, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs>
0: Jesus. I was talking to uh, your buddy Joby. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, I was trying to get, I was trying to get some dirt on you, but he was, he was, it's uh, a pretty bad uh, friend in terms of uh, you know <laughs> throwing you under <into> the bus. <laughs> Poor
1: Joby.
0: Yeah, he's so nice. Yeah, he's too Joby. nice. I think is the problem. You know.
1: I got plenty of dirt on him.
0: Oh, do you? <laughs> no yeah
1: right joby's
0: perfect i I, uh i lamented (laughs) that my uh all of my life interactions with joby had been reduced uh to us being at some gas station in hollywood uh, either before or after some pod show or something oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. the brain decides what it wants to remember and not remember randy that's what i learned (laughs) (laughs) okay so um i wanted to get you know get the dust off the brain this morning i thought we'd play a little game are you ready to play a game randy
1: yeah let's do it
0: so the game i'm gonna play today is a new game that i started recently and uh it's called can you name all the songs on your debut album
1: oh my gosh since it's
0: the 20th anniversary since you probably don't feel horrible enough about your life today uh, June 16th will be the 20-year the anniversary uh, this year of wow. uh, your debut album. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah. That's
1: ridiculous. That's insane. <laughs> 20 years?
0: <laughs> 20 years. 19, June 16th, 1998. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, I had to use a calculator. I wow. Really it math, but it, it's going to be 20 years on
1: June 16th. That blows my mind. I was 18 years old
0: you definitely could not do this um so good luck
1: <laughs>
0: man i'm gonna go ahead and be i'm gonna go ahead and be generous and not make you do it in order i mean if you you'll get extra points if you can do it in order but okay if you could just get all 10 that would be really awesome clock's running
1: wow okay um spill mm-hmm. me that's okay. the first spill one me. Off to a good start pipe dream yep uh, me against me.
0: Oh, I don't see that on here. Was that a was that a working title?
1: Oh shoot, that's a different record. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, this is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: wow. I'll give you a, a clue to one. Uh, one appeared had a uh, featuring someone of a different band on it.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, ah, that's uh. Sunny, obviously. Um, wow, this is so embarrassing. Uh, I can't do it. It's just funny because so one, well, once we, once you get in more into the like timeline of your band, you just kind of like you stop playing the old songs and you just kind of forget about sure. them. Uh, and yeah, that sure. that record too, it's not on. I'm pretty sure it's not on Spotify or... It's not out there. It's, it's not streaming anywhere. Okay. And it's it, it's been long forgotten. Right. Well,
0: by you, obviously. But you got two so far. You're off to a good start.
1: Holy crap. Um, okay, spill me. Pipe <laughs> dream. Yep. Uh, yep. Is, isn't there something called, like, bleed season or something like that? Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: yeah um, bleed season. Um <laughs> Okay, what was going on in Capistrano? I you guys are. Yeah, well, that's like a- Gang warfare or something?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Man, dude, uh, I think that's it. That's
0: all I That's it? Three? You got three? Well, because those are the songs
1: that we would. Uh, this is the only songs that we kept playing. Yeah. For at least a little bit longer than the other
0: ones. Whoa. Spill Me, Pipe Dream, and Bleed Season.
1: <laughs> uh, give me hints on other ones. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well the you still didn't get the one that features uh Sunny of POD. It has a number in the I title.
1: I could sing it. <laughs> oh man. This is embarrassing. <laughs>
0: Um I think I, I think I would do about the same. I think I could do like four. Yeah. And I only put out like three uh, records. You put out way more than that.
1: So well, I wouldn't not feel too much bad. More. <laughs> you give up? Uh yeah, I give up. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. All
2: right. <laughs>
1: that was awful. And I really didn't like cheat. So <laughs> now you know I really didn't cheat.
0: Yeah, don't get on your phone and cheat, Randy. Mm-hmm. Let's stay focused here. uh yeah. Rebuttal was track two. Oh yeah. Stalemate track four, which Stalemate. was over six minutes long. I don't know what happened there. Was, yeah. You guys needed an editor back then. Yeah. I guess. Run. Yeah. Was track five. Mm-hmm. Independence oh, with back. a question mark. Yeah. Track six. <laughs> Speaking oh, of man. six, six sirens was the song featuring Sunny from Pod. That's right. And then, uh, Bleed Season One by Seven was uh, track nine, wow. and the last track, when dark, when darkness rains, also over six minutes. Wow! Down. So there you go.
1: When darkness rains um, was one of the first songs that we ever wrote. Really, and it's just this. It's so long. <laughs> 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 you know what's funny about that record is. Steve and I were still in high school and we would get notes from our parents to leave early to go record. <laughs> like, you know, at, at afternoon or so after lunch, we would drive up to uh, Burbank. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just cuz I mean, we Steve and I weren't <laughs> we weren't going to college. so <laughs> We were going to That wasn't
0: part of the dream, dude.
1: No, no. You're going to college. <laughs> I'm not that smart.
0: You didn't have pressure from your your family to to do that or anything like that,
1: no, uh uh-uh. really. no what? way. I mean, they knew I was super into playing guitar. they knew that I wanted to play music, so they were they were very supportive of that. Wow, but being a high school kid and like being able to leave early uh to go up to Burbank and record was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's really sweet. Who did you guys do that record with? I don't even remember
1: uh Brian Carlstrom, who's oh, yeah. actually he passed away yeah um wow a few years back yeah uh That's he was crazy. great it was just all you know it was a bunch of firsts so we never really did a, a, a real full-length record and yeah studio was awesome the studio called el dorado which yeah. i mean that connection is mostly from staves Acre and from right yeah uh, mark and all of them that was fun
0: was the first time i met you when you guys played at that theater show like out in Newport or some shit? Um. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like you weren't on the label. I feel like you just played in either Huntington or Newport. I don't know. One of those. They're all blurring together for me. All those
1: beach cities. We did. I remember when we first started playing, we were talking to Dirk. And um, mm-hmm. Dirk initially was had this grand idea of starting a label and we were going to sign the Dirk's label, but obviously that didn't happen. I think if we did, like if maybe we did some showcase for Tooth & Nail, it was in Nashville. No. No, actually, was it a church or was it a theater?
0: I don't know. It was like an old theater that had, I remember it had like the old seats and it had like the sloping, like uh, where you walk down the middle or something. I don't know.
1: And Pomona maybe? Pomona Theater? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We used to, um, wow, we had huge shows in Pomona. (laughs) <laughs> that was a
0: good time. <laughs> yeah. I I'm terrible at this. Well twenty years ago. Well, I just have a. that's like one of my surviving memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just crazy. remember
1: always seeing you at um, what was that? oh GMA. It was always yeah. like, you know, everyone getting together for GMA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or cornerstone, obviously. Yeah,
0: obviously. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: It's crazy that cornerstone was just the typical Every 4th of July, that was the time that... uh, Yeah. Every 4th of July, I was always at Cornerstone for, what, like 13 years straight or something? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Joby's main memory of Cornerstone is that he didn't take a dump for three days. That's what he told me. (laughs) Wow. He's afraid to use... Afraid to use the No, he might have been exaggerating. Joby. I bet he, he probably went at a hotel somewhere or something.
1: Well, well there was a the time that we did the, the super crazy, elaborate like stage setup, and yeah. um, Joby pretty much did all of it,
2: <laughs> yeah. And yeah.
1: he was just holed up in uh, the, the, the days in of Maycomb, like finishing up the set. And I don't think he slept in probably two days. <laughs> that's crazy it's out of the kindness of his heart making this incredible stage set up yeah i have so many good memories of Joby. yeah
0: he's a good dude he is a
1: good dude yeah now he's at nasa which is crazy <laughs> yeah now he's shooting rockets up into space
0: <laughs> just weirdly out of like no plan on my own i would like to take credit for this but like i interviewed joe nixon first Mm -hmm. who also works for NASA. Oh wow. And then Joby who works for NASA. Yeah. And I'm like, what what is like all of the all of these alumni guys like just running the space program unbeknownst to me? (laughs) 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 I didn't even I didn't even know we still had a space program. I thought it ended after that last (laughs) shuttle or whatever. (laughs) Exactly.
1: They're they're still doing stuff over there. (laughs) Joby The coolest stuff, and I don't know if you saw the the posters that he curated, like the space travel posters. Unbelievable, Uh, the made-up planets or whatever. Yeah, exoplanets. Well,
0: I think some of them exist. Oh, (laughs) do they? uh, (laughs) Maybe some
1: of them are made up. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought some of them are like space tourism for like planets that don't exist or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: the whole thing—it's crazy because I'm Joby just posted. It's all public domain and some dude started a Kickstarter with the artwork selling the posters.
2: What? And his
1: Kickstarter is up to like eighty grand or something? Really? And Joey's like, yeah, I guess uh public domain. I guess this is what I get. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And not right. Uh, we should do something and not, right. <laughs>
1: no, it's not right. I still I, Go ahead. Oh, I just feel bad about not being able to name Pretty much any song off that record.
0: I would have been happy with two, so I got one more than I expected. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember. I clearly can't remember anything from any time in my life. So, I mean, yeah. to get three out of I'm ten, I pretty think I'm
1: I'm usually <laughs> pretty good at that, but maybe not anymore. Maybe
0: I'm old. Actually, how this started was with Chris Rains, uh, who played drums and Spitfire and and yeah. and all that. Spitfire, but, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was trying to name all the songs off Def Leppard's, uh, Hysteria record. Because ah. he claimed it. it was one of the greatest records of all time, et cetera, et cetera. And he actually yeah. named, he was able to name all of them. I had to give him a couple clues. Um, how do you but,
1: know these people aren't
0: cheating though? I mean, I'm just taking you at your word, you know, I guess. <laughs> As I'm talking to you right now, I have
1: a shelf full of records.
0: But yeah. <laughs> he claimed he left it on the shelf I'm going to take him at his work. Yeah. But see now yeah. I can play it. Now I can play it with the with uh your actual record and then I know for sure right. that's not sitting there handy. So Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it might be different for some people, but <laughs> not over here. <laughs> might be framed. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: With gold gold trim or something around it.
1: <laughs> now are you like in the desert?
0: Is that where you're living now?
1: I am. Yeah, my wife and I um we live out here part-time just because we both work in L.A., so we can't, A, we can't afford to buy a house in L.A., and B, um, it's, the houses are cheaper out here, and it's beautiful, so we decided to yeah, to, uh, just buy a house out here and try to live here part-time. Uh, sometimes, in between jobs, I have a bunch of free time, and um, I can stay mm-hmm. out here for extended periods of time, but usually, at least now, it's just on the weekends. So um, Right. But it's great because reasonably, I mean, it's not getting reasonable anymore, but a couple of years ago, the prices are pretty reasonable to buy a house out here.
0: (laughs) It's not reasonable anymore. (laughs) So it's like the high, the high desert. Where is that like geographically?
1: Exactly. It's super close to um, Joshua Tree. Okay. So maybe a couple hours, usually a couple hours from LA. Yeah. So we usually come up here Friday night and then leave. Monday morning, mm-hmm. um, wow! But it's nice and quiet, and we get a good view. And I have a little studio out here, so it's
0: good. Nice, yeah. That's awesome. What are you doing in
1: there? Making the follow up to the Knives record or something? <laughs> I sometimes, yeah. If I if I have some time, I have been writing live songs in there. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, but Brian's kind of in the thick of doing another demo. So it might be a bit, but um, yeah. we are we are planning to do another one at some point.
0: Another demon? What is this like fifteenth demon hunter record or something?
1: I've, I think like they have so I many records. Yeah, <laughs> maybe eight or nine. I might do a better job of naming uh, demon hunter songs than oh my gosh, some. that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: you originally came from Capistrano? Is that right?
1: Mission Viejo. Okay. You went to high
0: school in Capistrano? Yeah, Capistrano Valley
1: High School. What's his name? Uh Uh-huh. The Cougars. That's crazy. (laughs) The Cougars. (laughs) With Steve.
0: (laughs) With Steve. I actually Just you and Steve.
1: Steve and I have known each other since junior high. Um, Wow. Yeah. But he he ended up having... um, I think our senior year, he ended up having uh, s sh- shoulder surgery because he had something going on with his shoulder and he actually had to, uh, he ended up finishing his GED that he dropped out. <laughs> um, That's crazy. Yeah. But we were, we were pretty good buds yeah. in high school.
0: Yeah. Did you guys do other music stuff before you were you did Project A6 together? Yeah. The, the a
1: beginning? couple not really that great bands. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> do you remember the it, names of any
0: of those not great uh, bands? Yeah, I don't do they even, have Names?
1: Yeah, of course, but I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> tell them, tell them tell <laughs> Oh man. Um well one of them was called um not to be confused with Third Eyed Blind. The band was called Light Eyed Blind. Light Eyed Blind. Yeah. Interesting. I've heard worse. Um it was a ska band. Really? Oh yeah. and i played i played i think i played bass wow or guitar but steve was actually in the band before me and he left promptly and then (laughs) i played in the band for a bit um it was pretty much just all the all the dudes from our youth group (laughs) were in the band yeah yeah
0: same my first band what, was what was it called? Pontius Pilot and the Pious Punks. See how easy that is.
1: See, I mean that's a
0: really good name. <laughs>
1: it's <is> terrible. <laughs> Gosh, that's awesome. Say hi to
0: Mitch. Mitch was my uh, youth leader, and he was the guitarist, and that was his name. Yeah, it was based on a song that he had.
1: Uh, Don't you be a pious punk? Yeah. I, I mean, J- um, Jason Carson was our our leader, our youth group leader. So From the
0: Supertones. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. So everything we wanted to do, we wanted to be like the supertons.
0: <laughs> That's the first time that in over 100 episodes, ever, anybody's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> they were huge. I know. Was,
1: they were. They were
0: ginormous. <laughs> they were the kings of Orange County. It was proper that they put yeah. that name and title in their na- name or whatever. It
2: was true. It's <laughs> <That's> the <truth. laughs>
1: That's crazy. Oh, I still talk to Jason like fairly often (laughs) when we talk about football yeah nice yeah
0: he's still in uh he's like a youth pastor or something or pastor pastor
1: he's a yeah youth pastor in mission viejo wow or no 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 he's a head pastor he's a head pastor yeah that's what i thought A pastor, pastor. I don't know what that means.
0: Pastor,
1: pastor. A real pastor, not a big pastor. Not a a cat herder. Yeah, exactly.
0: I read this name on your uh, Wikipedia page, Randy. I don't know if you've been looking at that lately. Uh, It said said this name, which caught my attention. Electric legs. Is someone trolling you or what is that?
1: What's going on there? No. How on earth? What is, like, <laughs> how do people get this information? <laughs> it's, um, Steve made up a band called Electric Legs, and he wrote these songs for his wife. They were just for his wife. <laughs> like, nothing was ever released. It was kind of a, a joke. Yeah. And he called it Electric Legs. Like, when you, when you, you know, you get restless legs, yeah. the electric legs. <laughs> That's crazy. How does that even get I don't know. Yeah. Have you, lo- have you looked at yeah. your
0: uh, Wikipedia page? Already? Yeah.
1: And it's so like frustrating that you really can't. I've tried to edit it a few times <laughs> and it keeps getting changed back. <laughs> These like, police people that I apparently checked. The... I don't know how it worked. <laughs> the Wikipedia every police? Every single time I try to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're on it within
0: hours. Yeah. One time, uh, one time Bruce fits you, uh, whose birthday it is today while we're recording this. Um, he, when I worked with him at Zambui, he told me that he he had an inside joke amongst uh, Living Sacrifice that um that their band uh that their record be called um in your face devil <laughs> which they were never serious about but it was just like anytime they'd start bandying about names for their new record that was like their band's inside joke and so i i went on to their wikipedia page and i and in the uh notes section i said the band is currently working on their upcoming album in your face devil
1: in your face devil, yeah yeah right. in your
0: face comma devil exclamation point <laughs> And um, I heard, I heard, I was at work one day at Zambui, and and, and Bruce yells from down around the corner,
1: "Bell!"
0: And I was like, "What?" <laughs> it had gotten, someone had seen it, and it had gotten around. And somebody from HM Magazine was, like, interviewing him or something, and they were asking him about that being the name of his new record. And and John Dunn or somebody at the label also asked him. Like, I I successfully created an internet rumor by editing his (laughs) Wikipedia
1: page. (laughs) He's like, I'm never telling you any more of my
0: secrets. (laughs) They probably should
1: have made a record called In Your Face. I mean, it seems
0: right to me. It felt right. Yeah, so just go with yeah. it. I mean, it's already I've already drummed up all this free publicity for you. Why don't you just, you know, <laughs> just keep it going. <laughs> uh, i how is uh did I think I saw that you hung out with Bruce recently? Uh, yeah. not I mean, I see him every his probably once a that? quarter or something. I put up a thing for his birthday. Today. Okay. Just saying. That was from uh, okay. 2014, right. but he does come up pretty regularly cuz the, the the company, uh merch company he works for is based in New York, so um I usually uh-huh. miss him due to my schedule. Uh, about every other time, so but yeah, I see him a couple times a year, definitely.
1: Hey, so he's still in the, in the merch scene, then,
0: yeah, yeah, man had merch doing stuff for like um, horrible, horrible bands like uh, Panic at the Disco. I saw him put some foot video footage of them mm-hmm. from the other night. <laughs> I mean, they're wonderful, yeah. they're fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> They have really good videos. No, wait, that's not them. Never mind. They're terrible. Um, yeah. I'm really
0: curious about this time period in which you ended up somehow in Seattle. Like when did, what transpired yeah. for that to all take place? I
1: think, um, I became friends with Aaron Sprinkle cause we did a few songs with him. We did a record for Atlantic and then got dropped. And then we did a record for, we signed back with tooth and nail. And so we went up to Seattle Mm -hmm. to where the compound was and did a bunch of songs with Aaron.
0: When it was in the basement or when it was at
1: the condo place? place. Mm -hmm. I think it was right after they, they uh, Brandon got that space. Okay. Yep. So I became friends with Aaron, became really close. um, And a a couple of times I went up there and just kind of hung around. Mm -hmm. I think maybe fast forward a year or so. He asked me if I, if I'm, help him like engineer for him so I said yep (laughs) and I just needed an excuse to get out of Southern California and um I moved up to Seattle in Wow August of two
0: thousand and three. So right as I was leaving. (laughs) What? (laughs) That was right when I left. That was the year I left,
1: two thousand three. Oh yeah that's right. That's right. That's right. Um Yeah. And I like the, I don't know, like a couple of days later, we started working on that Amberlynn record, the uh, Cities record. Wow. And then the rest is history. I was there for almost seven years, I think in Seattle. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh,
0: did you have like audio experience at that point other than being in the studio? Like
1: uh, a little bit, did, usually like, most of the time it was just recording our own demos, like project six demos. Um, and that's kind of wow. how I, learned recording in general because we yeah. um we ended up getting um a little rig and i was i just became the de facto engineer i guess for the band and so huh.
2: um
1: but i definitely learned quite a bit from aaron um just working with yeah. him and stuff
0: that was pro tools that you were using already at that point pro
1: tools yeah pro tools actually uh we were the first band for so Brian Carlstrom, who when we were talking about the first record, we were the first band that he um, used uh, Pro Tools rig hmm. on. Like, I just he bought the biggest Pro Tools rig in all of the West Coast or something during the time in the hmm. late 90s, <laughs> which was crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, we were the first band that he used it on. <laughs> wow, but, yeah, that's crazy.
0: When the call is all off, Somehow you ended up at Microsoft, though.
1: Yeah, um, I think I was working with Aaron for about three or four years, and it just got like way too intense for multiple reasons. Um, (laughs) What do you mean? Have you interviewed Aaron? (laughs) Well, I was just—I'm wondering if Aaron's been on your podcast yet.
0: He hasn't i uh he's gonna be there, okay, yeah, his brother Jesse's been on and and I had scheduled him, and then he was on some other show at the same time, so then I
1: just kind of bounced it, but at some point, um when you do, he'll probably tell you the story, like it was just a dark, dead dark time, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um it just it came to the point where I had to do something else, so right. that's when I actually had the opportunity to work at tooth and then. Um, I ended up being A&R there for, as you know, um, I think it was another three or four years. Wow. But I didn't, it was super fun. It was great, but I didn't really see it going anywhere. So I ended up quitting. Um, you didn't think you were going to take over the company? Probably not. No, (laughs) (laughs) it was a good time, but I didn't think we were going to go anywhere. Um, (laughs) So I ended up meeting this guy from Microsoft and he Mm -hmm. uh, ran a studio there where they did all their videos and um, like live shows, all all the corporate like media and all the content that they make is is made in this facility. Wow. He wanted to start uh, like a music department there to do licensing for music and um, creating original music for all these videos. So he asked me if I'd be interested in being a part of that. And I said, absolutely. And then, um, Started working for them.
0: How did you meet that guy?
1: he through Aaron, actually. Really? I think he was a fan of Aaron's music. He got in contact with Aaron and hired him for a few things, like hired him to write a song for EOS. And then um, Aaron introduced me, and it was great because I learned at least what I do now. I learned quite a bit of like post audio and sound design and all that kind of stuff there. Yeah. So it was a good springboard, I guess. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Why are you so eager to get out of California the first time?
1: Uh I think cuz it just was kind of sick of Orange County. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and I just wanted to do something different and I mm-hmm. figured it was a good time to to try it. Yeah. Um and it was a good idea, I thought.
0: I've moved back to somewhere that I lived previously twice and I draw the line at two. I really don't want to do that a third time.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like I was already here. <laughs> yeah, you know? what am I doing? Um, <laughs> I definitely could move back to Seattle, but not Seattle like proper. I'd probably live somewhere outside of Seattle.
0: Yeah, you get a farm like Don Clark or something. Be living out. There. Yeah, Maple
1: Valley, <laughs> and or uh, North Bend, like <laughs> Bellingham. Any any <laughs> of the surrounding area. Yeah, it's somewhere where you don't have to drive. Yeah. Well, I guess any, all of my friends and everybody that still lives there just says it's just nuts now. Like it's just not lost all of its charm. <laughs> yeah.
0: I went back two years ago and I had not been there since 2003. And, and wow, yeah. all anybody Way talked different. about yeah. was how the traffic and how terrible i mean it was getting bad even when i lived there i was just like this isn't sustainable yeah. there's like one highway <laughs> right and one and one uh, collapsing two-tiered highway it's like
1: how is this yeah, going to last you know it's just not set up for that many people <laughs> and it's it's grown so fast and the traffic is is even when i was living there it was so intense it took me an hour to get or at least an hour and 20 minutes to get from the east side to seattle yeah
0: the last place i lived there was shoreline which is so close to downtown and i remember yeah. leaving on like a saturday to go downtown for some reason and i was just sitting in gridlock traffic at like two uh, on a saturday i was like what, what is happening right uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is. yeah all right so then uh like what led to you like leaving then and coming back
1: it was just one of those times where my wife and i we just kind of played around with the idea of doing something different. And, um and all my family, obviously was they're all still in California. So mm-hmm. we've been b- visiting a couple of times. We came down for a wedding and we'd always visit my parents. And finally I just said, do you want to maybe move to LA? <laughs> and she mm-hmm. said, sure. <laughs> so we literally <laughs> packed, packed up and, move to LA it's 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 easier just because all my family's still here so it wasn't that right. crazy of a move yeah but yeah we just did it
0: so you just missed Steve that's really what it was Miss Steve a lot
1: missed Alex no <laughs> um I because I wanted to I got super into just doing sound design and and audio posts and I figured if if I was going to do it I'd just go full and you have to be in LA if you want to work on fun stuff so just did it (laughs) that's crazy
0: so then you were doing freelance for a long time right
1: yeah um still doing stuff for microsoft doing like these music for videos and stuff like that and then i would uh demo for commercials i did a lot of music for commercials and trailers and all kinds of that stuff so there's a bunch of music houses as they call them that Mm -hmm. I would demo for and write music for and stuff. But it was a handful of like little projects like that. Yeah.
0: So then what led to you, like you were at, what's math club? What's that thing?
1: Math club was, is like a music house. Mm -hmm. It just, uh, a mutual friend connected me with the owner. And essentially they, they work with um, music supervisors and uh, like uh, editors and, Somebody will make a movie and then they'll, you know, temp in some hit song, some big song, and then they try to license it and they can't afford it. So they'll hire a company like Math Club to write something similar or something in the same vein
0: or... Something that sounds vaguely like Smoke on the Water that won't get them in trouble. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Usually it's a hip-hop song or a pop song. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But a lot of times, like, almost often, very often... When a movie is in its early stages, they put anything and everything, and then they try to license as much as they can, and then they realize that they can't afford half of it. So
0: I didn't realize I didn't even realize that was an actual thing.
1: It's a totally thing. There's so many like things like that that people don't know exist. <laughs> and it's probably better <laughs> that they got.
0: <laughs> we cannot afford this. What is uh, what's the next best yeah. thing that we can get? Yeah, exactly. I've I've definitely heard songs like that where I was like, "Oh, this is they're trying to they yep. couldn't pay." Yep.
1: They couldn't pay. <laughs> there's definitely a, a big difference because there's so many music libraries that exist that just have right blatant ripoffs. <laughs> mm-hmm. it,
2: it
1: it it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, that's just like the bottom of the that's like the sleaze music library <laughs> yeah. area. This was a, a little bit better. <laughs>
0: so. So eventually you ended up working at Warner. How did that happen?
1: I had, I mean, the whole reason why I moved down to California was to do sound design and stuff with film. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I, it's one of those things like, at least in this industry, it's all freelance. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I met a, a supervising sound editor from through somebody else and in contact and I helped him. uh, for doing a couple of recordings and, and just out of the blue he needed somebody to help him on a movie mm-hmm. so he asked
0: me and then what was that movie
1: uh, Suicide
0: Squad Okay, I love how you yeah. just glossed over that the rest is history <laughs> oh I just worked on Suicide Squad whatever <laughs> don't be
1: modest Randy it's one of those things where it's really like it's such a small community of people that do film that you might as well the chances of me getting into one of these crews is I might as well have I don't know, I'm trying to think of some crazy job that people can't get.
0: That's what I'm trying to get to. You're making it seem yeah. easy and it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a one yeah. in a million shot of being one of those guys. Everyone's freelance. I just got really lucky. <laughs> okay. Well that's great. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um yeah. I mean, I just want to put this in, I want to put this in perspective because I know a lot of people that maybe didn't necessarily like that movie, but I work in New York at night and we were driving around the other night and we saw this truck and it had a giant mural on the back of it and there was this face on it and my partner goes, what is that face? I go, oh, that's Jared Leto from Suicide Squad. (laughs) Someone has Jared Leto from Suicide Squad painted on their truck that I saw in Brooklyn and did sound on that film.
1: Just letting you know. Yeah. 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 That's pretty insane. Probably not my favorite Joker, but
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know why you would do that, but it's out there.
2: (laughs) Um,
1: but yeah, I just got really lucky. Yeah. So you met this guy, you worked on that. He is this like pretty legendary supervising sound editor, and he's worked on all these movies that I loved. And I just happened to have a mutual friend of his, and he introduced me, and just kind of got really lucky.
0: (laughs) Well, and I'm sure you do a good job because if you didn't do a good job, that would have been the end of that. I mean,
1: I think so, yeah. (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) <laughs>
0: right I mean there would have been somebody happy to just you know yeah. club you in the knees or whatever they had to do to get in there exactly yeah so now did this guy form this place that you're working at now is that what happened
1: he, um, so he's freelance too but he has a con. I guess he has a contract with Warner Brothers so he has all of his. he has a studio there and everything but everybody at least in, in my industries, it's all freelance mm-hmm. like you're not it's not like a normal full time job you essentially work on a like a movie, and then you have to find another job after that,
0: so then the latest thing that you worked on was Dunkirk,
1: Dunkirk, yeah, well, at least the latest that came out,
0: but yeah, I was reading an article about that actually and and it said that you did almost all of the sound stuff like in house, like sounds of explosions and yeah, jets yeah. and all that kind of stuff and whatever what that's crazy to me,
1: explosions and planes and boats and water. Water, yeah, waves, just stuff that you don't even realize. It's like almost none of it is recorded when they're doing production. So it's <laughs> almost like 99% added in after the fact. Yeah, a giant
0: CGI
1: error yeah. uh, battle with no sound. <laughs> well, the thing is with that that movie, it's barely any CGI. I mean, there's little things here and there that you would yeah. never notice, but I mean, those are real planes flying and real pilots and real boats and that's crazy yeah you did like
0: field recordings for any of that stuff or do you do that is that part of your
1: that's stuff? no that's that's kind of that's another stuff, career um, there's a bunch of amazing people that just do that like mm-hmm. you, you'll send them out in the field and have them record a, you know a certain car or mm-hmm. a like a bag falling from a cliff onto the ground like <laughs> any anything and everything
0: foley is that what that's called
1: no that see that sound effects creating foley's like footsteps and okay uh, when you put a cup down or when you're uh handling a fork or something not Foley.
0: <laughs> handling a fork
1: <laughs> It's it's, still, it's these little things that you just don't even realize it's it's all like redone all of it
0: (laughs) the uh actor grabs a fork from one of those bins in the drawer and it's silent like everyone knows that there's a sound i need that sound of the fork in the in the drawer
1: (laughs) that's right yeah it's it's, you like don't notice it's gone you know what i mean like you wouldn't you wouldn't notice you would notice if it wasn't there i guess is what i'm trying to say but if it's when it's there, you
0: don't notice it. There's a guy, uh, Keller, that I had previously on the show, uh, the, a friend of mine from Nashville, and he does a lot of stuff for Vice Films, and they do some foley stuff in his studio. And uh, he told me one time he was trying to record flame from a flickering, you know, whatever candle yeah, or something. Yeah, for a candle. Like yeah. He got yeah. he burnt up a capsule on a microphone. <laughs> Too close. <laughs> well, <that's> unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, happens, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got it <laughs> so you still don't even have any kind of like stability then as far as like uh now you still uh-uh. have that sort of like going from gig to gig and hoping you get the gig and
1: yeah totally it's one of those things where you if you can you try to get jobs as far out as possible so there is no gap but right once once film is over once you're done doing what you're doing you have you i have to find another job so um luckily the the people that if you can find people to work with that are constantly working, then they'll keep hiring you. So, but yeah, there's definite times where there's gaps, and you just have to kind of be prepared for it.
0: Now, Dunkirk won an Oscar. It sir, did, yeah, for sound,
1: sound editing, yeah.
0: Yeah, did you go?
1: No, that's usually an award um, for bosses. <laughs> so that was that was my
0: <laughs> boss. <laughs> did were you watching at home and all that? Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah. were watching, yeah. Did yeah. you freak out when it won? are you excited? Yeah, it was. It
1: was great. It's super yeah. cool. Like just something that you work really hard on, and you, you know, want people to like it, and then you just happen to be a part of a team that wins an award is was satisfying. It was rewarding. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that will help you? Like, is that
0: going to be helpful to you?
1: Uh, I this might help a little bit. It's it's getting jobs is more just your reputation and yeah
0: less about accolades
1: i guess (laughs)
0: yeah that you can get it done on time and in budget and that kind of thing
1: yeah and you're a good person and you're not you're not difficult to work with Mm -hmm. you're not a jerk and usually that's a big part of how it works
0: now when you work on something like dunkirk like how long does that how many months are we talking that you work on that
1: so that was a year no not quite that long but maybe six months than six six months. months. Yeah. And the, my boss, supervising sound editor, he's on it about a year because he starts really early on and he reads the script and he meets with the director and we don't usually get brought on until way after they are shooting and there's like material to actually work on. But he mm-hmm. he's like super early on. So usually for me, it's about five or six months. Yeah. And th- that's a pretty good length of job. Sometimes jobs last a week. <laughs> Sometimes uh-huh. they last, you know, eight weeks and sometimes i have eight months. So it just depends. A
0: week is like a commercial or something or what's,
1: what's a week? No, Roger? like sometimes uh, like a film will be going through a, like a really crazy time where they're cutting it and uh, chopping it all up. And we just need uh, help or somebody to just step in. Like it's another body to, to conform it and to make it sound like it's supposed to sound. And, mm-hmm. and then you move on to another job after that. But yeah, those are usually not the greatest ones, the week-long ones, <laughs> So you try to avoid them. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
0: so because yeah. it's got to be a little panicky, maybe it's like a, yeah, yeah, need it yesterday kind of situation. Exactly. Yeah. Did you work on Inception too?
1: No, but that's the um, that's the uh, my boss. Oh, I gotcha. He did. He does all of Christopher Nolan's films, and um, so he did Inception and the Dark Knight films, and yeah. Uh, what is it? Interstellar. Yeah, Dunkirk. The first film I did with him was Suicide Squad.
0: So okay, I gotcha. Like, what do you like about doing it? Like, what made you want to do it, and like, what keeps you wanting to do it? Like, what the technical aspect of it? Like, what do you what do you find
1: most rewarding about it? It's it's always a different challenge, and because it's never the same. I mean, it's never the same movie, so there's always different things to like, different challenges to tackle as far as like what something should sound like and being creative and doing new stuff. And um, it's it's like a, there's a, a creation aspect of it that is fun and then the technical aspect of it that I've always enjoyed and I've always been into computers and Pro Tools and recording and software. Like I'm a big nerd with like software, you know, synths and samplers and all that stuff. So mm. it, get, it can get like super intense and the hours are like really intense, but I don't think I'd want to be doing anything else i definitely don't i mean music is great but it's it's not necessarily something that is a
0: long-standing career yeah it's free now so that's a problem yeah it's but
1: you know i still do it for fun which is well is way more rewarding than trying to do it as a job yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. but it's it's just very similar to to writing a song it's it's, a lot of the creation and Working in pro Tools and stuff like that is, is very similar. So it's just rewarding. It's fun. Yeah. You get to work on a movie. Yeah.
0: Well, that's cool, I guess. Unless it's like Gile or something, yeah. then it's probably pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you just there was some poor, unfortunate person that had to do that? I know. They did. <laughs>
0: They're like, This is not this is gonna be terrible. People are gonna hate this. <laughs> 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 that must be a horrible oh, feeling in, in month four of a six month thing like
1: yeah, yeah. No one's gonna care about this. <laughs> there is definitely that aspect. I mean, you don't, you can't pick and choose jobs. You just have to take what is offered to you. So yeah. sometimes there is a horrible movie that you have to work on. And...
0: You've worked on stuff that you knew was going to be a stinker. Like you just like, oh boy.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That <laughs> happens
0: all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> all. Time nice, <laughs> thank you for uh unglamorizing the work that you're doing, Randy. That's gonna make everybody feel better. <laughs> is, is this know, something you know, Is this some, real life? Is this something you see yourself doing like far into the future? Like
1: you just like you found yeah, your thing as I mean, long as there's a, a, a demand for it, and I could still keep getting jobs for sure. Yeah, um, I love it, it's it's super fun. That's awesome, man.
0: One thing I I wanted to get into, you don't have to get into it if you don't want to, and I I literally have no idea, so I'm just asking this completely out of the (laughs) blue um and (laughs) and and it used to be a thing on the show where i would check in on people with this and i haven't really in a while so i just thought why why not yeah um being as that you kind of grew up in youth group and and all that kind of thing have you still do you still follow that do you not like can you talk about that um i
1: haven't gone to church in a very long time Mm um i don't I, i didn't like stop Believing in God, but I just I I haven't really gone to church. Yeah, I think I got pretty burnt out after being in a Christian band for a long time and being around it for a long time. Why? Uh, But I (laughs) I why? (laughs) Seems great. It seems great. What's the problem? (laughs) I didn't stop uh, (laughs) believing in God. I just don't go to church anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. One of those things. There's just a lot of stuff that I don't agree with that. a lot of uh, that world uh, supports and Mm -hmm. we don't need to get into political (laughs) talk but (laughs) just try to stay away from that
0: don't worry (laughs) I've said it plenty (laughs) that's cool yeah I was just curious where you're at with all that stuff yeah I think I think it's super cool what you're doing, man. Uh, I wish that uh, you had not moved away from Seattle when I moved there, but, you know, <laughs> no. we, we, we can't have everything. <laughs> it would have been
1: nice. It would have been fun. <sighs> we but could have hung out, dude. You,
0: went, you, you left in 2003, right? 2003, yeah.
1: And you uh, moved to, where did you move after that?
0: <laughs> I moved back to California. <laughs>
1: you went to seattle and i went to california
0: (laughs) we were running from each other ships (laughs) passing night. yeah yeah so i was back there for like six months (laughs) and then and then uh new jersey and then nashville and then back to new jersey and that's where i'm at now yeah yeah
1: crazy yeah yeah i just this is so random but i remember um when i was working at tooth and nail nobody could figure out had the phone system like how it worked and how to change the intro song and I don't know what it was, but I just remember your either voicemail, like box or something. I just remember Bill Powell, like <laughs> <laughs> the recording. It was, I don't know if it was in the system or you might have inherited my, my um, phone I line. Or along. Along. <laughs> yeah. And, but were you, you were probably on the phone system for a long time. Like, thank you for calling Toothmail records. Nice.
0: Did you ever do of, yeah, you that? Yeah, everything. Are you
1: kidding? I did yeah. all that
0: stuff. Anything that was technical, yeah. well, Brandon would come back and go, hey, I want right. a fast internet connection like I saw at EMI in Nashville. And I just have to go <laughs> figure out what that was. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it used to be you would call and then you put in my extension and then
1: it would say, Bill Power. Somewhere. Power, yeah, see? I don't know why <laughs> I remember this. Like I can't remember that but I can't remember the songs off of uh, (laughs) our debut record.
0: Don't feel bad, man. Thanks for being the uh, guinea pig on that first. There will be a, Uh, uh, do do not worry, it will be a veritable bloodbath uh, going forward.
1: As As long as there's a compilation of other people that did the same thing that I did, and I'm not (laughs) the only moron I (laughs) can (laughs) remember.
0: Well, you know, can't win them all, man. That's that's how it is. Dude, it was so great talking to you today, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, thanks for doing it. Uh, absolutely. Randy Torres, everybody, give it up for Randy. After we finished the call, uh, he tipped me off to a couple of his favorite podcasts, including Ear Hustle, which is done by a guy in prison. And Desert Oracle, which has stories about uh, desert life and music and ghost stories. And uh, check those out. Uh, You can check out some of Randy's sound design work at randytorres.com. And uh, Urban Achiever is produced and edited by your host and friend, Billy Power. Hey, that's me. The show and opening and closing theme music was written and performed by Ethan Luck. You can check out my man Ethan at EthanLuck.com. The music clips on today's show were Doomsday Stomp by Project 86 from 2005's And The Rest Will Follow and Idle Thoughts by Knives from the album Anxiety. All episodes of Urban Achiever are available for download or streaming at urbanachievershow.com. It's also available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. You can get connected to the show on Instagram and Twitter at Urban Achiever PC. You can also email me anytime at billy at urbanachievershow.com. Show merchandise, including coffee mugs, T-shirts, and more, is available for purchase at urbanachiever.store. And finally, you can support Urban Achiever by pledging a flexible monthly donation for as little as $1 at patreon.com urbanachiever. All right, Achievers, that's it for me this week. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep up the good work. I'm proud of you.
1: Your name comes up as Bill Power Zambui
0: <laughs> oh boy <laughs> not not everything works out Randy <laughs> not, not every, some, some dreams don't come true <laughs> 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 they, need, they need to stop telling kids if they just you know want something bad enough it'll happen yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's not right
2: enough. excuse me <laughs>
0: Oh,